Patrick Webster Small and the Webster Phenomena. This is our Christmas celebration show for 2016. It is a special night, Friday night, and we are amped for this show. Let's do this right now. Let's just go straight in, and you guys know what this means, right? All right. Oh, man, not that. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, hold on. Everybody does not know what that means, but you do know what this means. Okay, let's welcome in Brenda Scott from Australia. Now, Brenda, first question of the day, of the night. Your day, my night. Yeah. What <laughs> is a fried out combi? Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a combi there. You know the VW combi? Oh. Hippie van, oh. you know? Yes, that's a combi. Yes. It's a com- like we call a it a combi van. Vehicle? Oh, well, not really, but the, the combi old van, yeah. The camper van. Yeah, the old, yeah, the old hippie bus, yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh man. Okay, Fred. Man, that just that brings a whole new life to that song for me. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> How weird is that? That I've been singing those words for years and years and years. I mean, way too many. And I've probably heard this song because I listen to this type of station uh, when I work. I've probably heard this song, I don't know, realistically 10,000 times in my life. And now I can finally know what the first line is. Here, let's let's listen to it. Let's listen to it again. Let's listen to it again. It's a fried out Volkswagen van oh. Thank you, Brenda. Wow, you sound That's all right. like, <laughs> like a Kundalini moment for me. That's amazing. Well, Merry Christmas to everyone. <laughs> Merry Christmas to you, Brenda, and to everybody out there, all of our thousands of listeners that are on tap, and we know that you're just wanting this show so bad, so we're bringing it to you. Uh, this is the Webster Phenomena crew, and we are actually missing one person, I think. I'm pretty sure. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, you guys, we really need to play this song through at some point, because it is an amazing song. Listen to this like while you're at the gym on the 
treadmill or the bike or whatever, oh my gosh, it just, it amps you up and it's, I don't know, I guess uh, it's, it's close to, it's one of those songs that, that brings you, that, that gets you high. You know, it brings you closer, I guess, to God is a way to say it. And um, Carry On seems to be one of our themes, too. So, oh, it choked me up a little bit. Hey, Kim from Canada. Kim, Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to you guys. Merry Christmas, Kim. Oh, your, your internet sounds so crisp and perfect tonight. Oh, really? Because it's been kind of crappy here. It's taking forever to download and doing stuff. So I thought it was going to be kind of a chopped up night. <laughs> well, I think uh, the energies are on our side tonight. Um, welcome, uh, both of you, and this is a special show. It's not going to be uh, our normal two-hour show. We're going to make it short and sweet. We're going to talk a little bit about the Webster phenomena and what we do. Uh, for FYI, my website, which gets about uh, 10,000 visitors a month, got hacked, and it, it was pretty deeply hacked. So I have to, had to have it professionally cleaned, and yada yada. Uh, anyway, it is going to be back online tomorrow, and uh, I'm going to start having some new content on there. And I know it's been the same content for a while. And um, this discovery is not the easiest thing to continue to uh, write down and put out. It has to be assimilated first by the the writer, by the producer, uh, and it's not something that you can just, that's why there's no books out about it, because you can't just smack out a book on this and sound credible. You need to know what you're talking about and know how to explain it. So uh, a book will be in the works. I have four books on Amazon, and there are a lot of pictures to those books, but very good explanations, and it's not, it doesn't have to be a big, long-winded thing extended into 300 pages. It's pretty simple uh, how we explain it here. So let's talk to Brenda. Um, let's kind of quickly go through what our area has been like in sightings uh, when it comes to what we see in the clouds. Uh, Brenda, how, what's it been like in, in Australia? Okay, so lately we've sort of had a very varied sky. So we've had days of uh, lots of activity and then days of just absolute uh, like grayed out and then we've had days where it's just been just blue nothing nothing in the sky at all so it's, it's been really varied so this morning okay anything particular so you have the particular um, guys you know how we we ha go through those those spurts where we get amazing photos and have incredible experiences with these beings um, how has that been in the last, you know, couple weeks since our last podcast? Um, I've had, oh, I had a couple of particular ones, but um, nothing. I've had no revisits, but uh, there's been a few different things. I've had a few boats and a few, um, well, just they look like craft. So there's all sorts of things, and then there's the beings themselves, but they're not any ones that. I particularly recognize they just are who they are and um, yep. yeah so that's sort of not not 
um, not so distinct at the moment. So they've sort of been just hanging around but not being particular. Okay, so you're coming into summer, is that correct? We Down are in under? summer now. Yeah, we are in, summer. in summer. started at the beginning okay. of the month. Yeah. And it's getting okay. hot. We just started winter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's so weird. Um, I mean, it's it's understandable how it all happens, but it's just weird that we experience different things, and especially that down under your Christmas is always in shorts and uh, you know sandals. <laughs> and, well, the old Aussie you know, over what here. are you talking about? Uh, Flip flops. <laughs> <laughs> Flip flops. Yeah. Yeah, that's. Uh, I'm. I I would love to experience that. Uh, I think we should all go to Hawaii uh, next year for Christmas. I think we should have a get-together in Hawaii and just, you know, get over there and have Christmas. I think that would be awesome for Webster Phenomenon and all of our listeners to be there. We'll do a live show and uh, ah, good reason to go to Hawaii. Yeah, we're going to do a live <laughs> show in Hawaii. Whoa, better get over there. Yeah. <laughs> we better. Okay, let's bring Kim in the room. Kim, how has the, your uh, last two weeks been? Give us a report on your sky and what you've been experiencing up there in Canada besides super uh, cold weather. <laughs> Actually, my skies have been pretty much like Brenda's. It's just been, you know, not a cloud in the sky, and then it would be total cloud cover. Uh, the last couple of days, it's just been um, kind of like somebody stretched saran wrap and you stuck your face in it, that's what I see. <laughs> these, these guys look like they're stretching uh-huh. through straight up. Yeah, that's kind of what I've been seeing. There's, and uh-huh. they haven't been very distinct, like, you know, just brought right out. Mm-hmm. They're just kind of just not totally vivid. They're just, they're there. But you really got to, you know, have the eye to recognize that they're there. Yeah, that's, that's about for it. sure. It's, mm-hmm. It's been kind of the same as Australia, I guess. (laughs) Actually, it's warmed up a lot. It's been like minus three, minus five. And one day it warmed up like like 29 degrees in one day. So it was like minus 29. Yeah. (laughs) It's like plus nine. You're minus 29 today. We're heading for 96.8 here. Yeah. You can see that. And the flies. Like I'm over. I'm, I'm <laughs> over here trying to figure it all out because they're talking in metric. <laughs> well, ninety-eight point like, okay, no, 96.8 is your Fahrenheit. Thirty-six Celsius here, so. Oh, okay. So you were talking in Fahrenheit. <laughs> me, yes. Were you, first of all? Oh, was that for me, Brenda? We're that still was sorry for you. For I have to. I have to convert everything. <laughs> If it was ninety, if it was ninety-six point eight here, I'd, I'd be in the oven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, "Wow, that that'd be that grilling." Must be a record. It must be a record. <laughs> well, it does. It does oh, get man. to oh, fifty Celsius here. Oh, not here, but a bit further out in the country, but a bit warm. In the Australian Death Valley. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, Snake yeah. Valley out in Victoria. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, how are those peanuts, Brent? They're they pretty good. good. <laughs> yeah. 
Can you hear me crunching? Sorry. You, tip, <laughs> you tipping back anything? No, I couldn't hear you crunching. I was just asking because I knew you were eating peanuts. Yeah, I've actually got a, um, I've got a sparkling Shiraz today, which is uh, it's a brand called Anthony Garrett, which is made in southeastern Australia here. So it's, it's pretty good. There you go. I just can't drink. Yeah, I can't drink too much because I've got to go to a, a gathering a little bit later. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, I've got to be able to legally drive to get there because it's a long walk. That's like, true. But showing up a little lit, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just the driving part. If you can take a taxi, you're golden. Oh, man. Yeah, well, I wouldn't be too far um, in a taxi. But. <laughs> she's thinking about it. Hmm, let's see. That's a great idea, Patrick. Um, <laughs> I got all my festivities already done for the day, so I'm, I can uh, tip back whatever I want here. Anyway... Uh, <laughs> It's and how's Kim with a water bottle? No, it's half full. She's got her sprited water. We call it sprited water because it's got a little lemon in it. It's called sprited. Like the forest no. woodland sprites. It's got to be plain water. That's I don't scary. like flavored water. <laughs> um, okay. Kim doesn't like flavored water. Take notes, everybody. <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, okay, locally here, and you know, uh, and everybody that follows what my posts uh, realizes that I have an extensively uh, full sky uh, all the time. I mean, almost all the time. Some I've had uh, like uh, maybe five percent days or just have nothing, but you can see it off in the distance. Um, today, it, at sunset, the, uh, we've had a storm go through, and the clouds were breaking up, and right, they were right in front of the sun, of course, right at sunset, and the, all of a sudden, about six or seven windows opened up, and they were huge, and the light, they were backlit, and you could see the, the beings just sitting there in the window. Now, this isn't any bullshit, people. We're not making this up. This is r the real deal. It's really happening, and we happen to have seen it and got clued into it and followed it instead of just brushed it off like most people tend to do because it's just too much of a uh, – it takes up too much of your, the comp computation of your mind to be able to – process this that this is actually happening and get past the oh no this can't be happening because it's way too unreal when you get past that you realize yes this is you prove it to yourself it's the only way to do it you can listen to me all freaking day long but when you prove it to yourself that's when you start being one of the seers and that's what seems to be developing is that there's a group of seers who know this is there. They may, uh, everybody has different levels of understanding of it when it comes to how it correlates to the ancients. There's a whole wide variety of levels. But the seers see. Uh, and so um, in my area, it's been a little slow as well, basically because they're, they're remaining very cloaked. But if you're a seer, you can see all the boats. You can see the beings on top of the boats. It doesn't take much to be able to see it. For whatever reason, 
our minds have dialed this in. Once again, it's not pareidolia. We're not making things up. Now, the Webster phenomenon, I'm going to explain something here, and then we're going to, we're going to move on to some cool Christmas stuff. The Webster phenomena, everybody, is the realization that there are beings that have been undiscovered until now that create all of our reality. They are in the clouds. They're in the atmosphere. They are in all of nature throughout the universe, and we can prove it. It is a pattern that is very not accepted by the human mind. It's not accepted mainly in this uh, age because it's been depicted in too many movies and cartoons. It's too much, has been too much pushed into the fantasy realm. Well, we're unpushing it. We're bringing it out of the fantasy realm and showing people, hey, look, these things can be viable. We just have to listen. All of these fairy tales were made up for a reason. And that, that will unfold with the Webster phenomenon too. But that's what it is. We've discovered a reptilian being that's got serpent-like hands. So it's basically, if you want to look at it like this, it's a three-headed being. But the, he- the other heads are actually its hands, so it's not that far out of context. And it almost looks like they have the sock puppets on, like the little Cecil and Beanie Boy, you know, look of a sock puppet or a Kermit the Frog face. Hey, I'm telling you how it is. Just like when I talk about the Uraeus, and we're not going to get into negativity and all that shit on this show. We're going to get into some Christmas fun. But when I talk about the Uraeus, I'm not telling you to say that I'm anybody special. I'm telling you because this is happening and people, the humanity deserves to know about it as a whole and it not to be kept secret. Secrecy has ruined everything. So that's where we come from is we're into publicizing these discoveries and whatever happens from it happens. But I'm sure humans would rather be know everything than know less than everything. So that's the Webster phenomenon. You can go to the Webster phenomenon.com starting tomorrow and check it out and see all the good stuff. Join me on Facebook. Just search my name, Patrick small, uh, the Webster phenomenon. You can join me on Twitter and all that good stuff. Um, all right. After this break, we're going to talk about what's in store for 2017. Brenda's going to give us a little rundown. She's already given it to us, but, um, just kind of what's in store for 2017. I'm going to talk about some stuff. Kim's going to bring, excuse me. Gosh, that was some ham I had at a friend's earlier. Um, the, <laughs> <laughs> mashed potatoes. Just reminding oh, you, yeah. you had dinner already. Mm. Yes. It's like, don't <laughs> eat after. Uh, usually when I have a show, I, I eat before the show. It just makes me feel better and more calm and all that. All right. Uh, Let's see. What was I going to do? Play some music? <laughs> oh, yeah. Merry Christmas, everybody. Next year, this is where we'll be.
show 2016 and let's bring Brenda and Kim along with us on our sleigh tonight and we're going to right now we're going to give you some crazy Christmas trivia that sound good that sound good mama baby some some Christmas trivia who wants to start with some Christmas (laughs) trivia mama baby huh how about you Brenda you like Elvis you like Elvis (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Give me some Christmas trivia Come on, Stella Okay, Christmas Give trivia Give me some um, uh, Let's have a look I've got a fair bit here I'm just trying to think how to put it um, Okay, I'll go okay. first No, go ahead No, you go first It's easier You can start it off Okay So we don't have I'm going to get I'm going to Yeah I'm going to I'm going to give I'm you I'm looking at two pages funny. here So I'm trying to pick <laughs> According to data Analyzed from Facebook posts yeah, everyone's listening now, huh? Two <laughs> weeks before two weeks before Christmas is one of the two most popular times for couples to break up. However, Christmas Day is the least favorite day for breakups. Yay, Christmas Day. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Brenda, do you have uh, some, some Christmas trivia you'd like to throw out there? Oh, I do. Um, well, you throw it. <laughs> okay, I will throw it. So, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Okay, Hello, so, um, oh, shit. <laughs> well, a bit of Christmas trivia is that um, there in the States, you, ha- um, you sell pro- approximately between 30 to 35 million living Christmas trees each year. And each wow. of those trees, each of those trees prior to being sold, has been grown for fifteen years. Poor trees. That's why. I, yeah. 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 That's why. Well, that's why Did I you think you this? said in one of your posts to um, actually buy a tree, a, a living tree, a one with roots that hasn't been cut, and yeah. put it into a pot and reuse it every year. Well, and then, yeah. I mean, you'll end up with a bigger Christmas tree every year, so, and then you can eventually plant cool. it out in your yard. Yeah. Saves you and ridiculous the, money. Yeah, well, that's right. And and the other and bit it doesn't of get dry. Is, yeah, well, you look after it. Doesn't get it, dry. Yeah. yeah, well, and then become doesn't a fire hazard, yeah. Right. That's why when you put Christmas lights on a dry tree, if someone doesn't water their tree, it becomes a fire hazard. Yeah, think. Um, no, I think. 
and um, just to, to, for, for people who don't have like living like live Christmas trees, they, um, the bit of trivia that I found is that an artificial Christmas tree would ha- actually have to be reused for 20 years, so mine qualifies, uh, <laughs> to be environmentally greener than actually buying a live tree annually. There you go. So boom. Yeah. So, but for it to be environmentally friendly, you've got to use it for twenty years to make it, yeah, actually worth it. All right, Kim, what do you got? Um, I just got some weird stuff here. <laughs> um, well, let's hear some of it. Yeah, let's hear some of it. <laughs> Austria, the men dress like Saint Nick's evil counterpart to scare the children into being good. <laughs> or they try this. Hello, Poppy. <laughs> Horrid one. Yeah. <laughs> Horrid. Horrid. And his friend who always. There's says, no turning back now. And together. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Scary pick. <laughs> okay, mm. so so. Saint Nick was created to scare kids. No, that his counterpart. They dress oh, like Saint Nick's his... evil counterpart. Oh, is that Santa Claus? <laughs> I think it is. Okay, check this out. The world's largest Christmas stocking measured 106 feet and nine inches long, and 49 wow. feet wide. It weighed as much as five reindeer and held almost 1,000 presents. Yeah. It was made for the Children's Society in London. I was going to say, it better be for some children because that was, you know. Anyway, that was an 07. Um, uh, Let me uh, throw out a couple more here, quick ones, and then We'll go back. We'll go back. Reverse around. We'll go back to Kim and then back to Brenda. Uh, Christmas trees have been sold in the U.S. since 1850. Well, I guess before that they just chopped down their own. Yeah. Christmas trees usually grow for about 15 years before they are sold. There you go. That confirms what Brenda said. Boom. We confirm each other's trivia here on the Western <laughs> phenomenon. Yeah, we do. Okay, Kim. You're being too quiet over there. Come on, spice it up. Let's uh, put some lemon in that water. No. <laughs> okay, and in Let's Norway, put a little vodka they hide in that water. A little vodka. <laughs> I'd be sleeping put in a, a couple of minutes if I did that. <laughs> uh, in yeah. Norway, they hide their brooms to prevent the arrival of spirits and evil witches. Man, this isn't Halloween, Kim. This is Christmas. Oh, well, this is the stuff that they do around Christmas. the world for Christmas. Well, yeah. Well, it's it's the same in Italy because they have a um, the Christmas. Oh, you can't really call it Santa. It's La Baffina. She's a, a witch that comes at Christmas, and she gives the presents to the children. And um, she comes with her broom and she sweeps the doorstep before she leaves to sweep away all the the negativity and the bad things that have happened that year. And the children um, generally leave. Um, uh, small treats and that in their in their stockings actually for the witch. So, 
and she leaves both. She has both good and bad presents. So if the children being bad, they get coal, or or in the poorer areas, they get a stick in their stocking in return, or they get gifts. Wow, a stick. So my question there is. <laughs> coal, if you're naughty. <laughs> my my question is: Does the broom? Does the witch's broom actually have? Is it multi-use broom, and she rides it in and then uses it to sweep the yes. front porch? Yes, How cool buddy, is yeah. that? Yeah, but then, like Kim said, in some places they actually hide the broom so that the evil witches can't cause havoc. So. Ah, oh, so they hide that, the brooms. That, well. Yeah, so the witch has to bring her own broom. <laughs> wow, that's trippy. Um, <laughs> Well, as she should, you know, like the Nimbus 2000. Um, I I have to tell you, I'm going to let you guys in on a little secret of something that I do in stores. Um, and this is a total, I mean, really like not very many people know this about me, but I know how to make brooms stand up on their own. So I can take a broom and I do this quite often. In fact, I'll probably do it tonight later when I go out and, I'm I'm going out late tonight to to get my Christmas dinner and stuff. I'm not. I, there's no way I was going to go out today. Um, but uh, what I do is I'll go to the aisle that has the brooms, and I'll find the the most witchiest looking broom. You know, the ones with the straw, and take it and stand it in the middle of the aisle, and walk away. I don't know what happens after that, but I know that somebody, because the broom is always gone next time I go to the store, that somebody happened up on it and was just like, what? <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's that's one of my things that I do. Uh, it's fun. Okay. <laughs> um, let's see. Whose turn is it? Brenda. Okay. So, um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, uh, I'll just tell you that um, Alabama was your first state in the States to actually officially recognize Christmas in 1836. Really? And Yeah, and Christmas wasn't officially um, declared a holiday in uh, the USA until uh, the 26th of June, 1870. So on the solstice day in 1870, they declared Christmas an actual official holiday. And in Oklahoma, it was the last U.S. state to declare Christmas a legal holiday in 1907. And because of its roots in um, pagan festivals, Christmas was not immediately accepted um, by the religious in the state. Um, in fact, in uh, 1659 to 1681, it was illegal to celebrate, to celebrate Christmas in Boston. You were actually fine if you were caught celebrating. Wow. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I've got I've got something cool to add to that. In three fifty AD, Pope Julius the First, Bishop of Rome, proclaimed December twenty fifth the official celebration date for the birth day of Christ. So that is supposedly when the day was named, that there is a Christmas day. 
So that was AD. That was 350 plus plus Christ's uh, lifetime mm. later. Now just imagine somebody uh, declaring something 350 years from now. Wow. <laughs> Do you think it would be accurate? Do you think it yeah. would be accurate? <laughs> Yeah, that's no, uh, exactly. no. be by word of mouth it'd be a bit be a bit dodgy. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um interesting. Okay, uh Kim. You got the ball. Uh, um this one I find very funny. Uh KFC is so popular in Japan for Christmas that you have to make reservations to get some. <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, I thought that was kind of okay. Wait, did you say <laughs> Kentucky Fried Chicken? Fried Chicken. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, they I think they have to book like three months ahead to get their orders filled. No way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah, KFC. <laughs> it's like empty here on Christmas and Christmas Eve. It's like empty. Yeah. There's nobody funny. there. Oh man, that's just that's weird. Ah, uh, I can't even believe it. Okay, well I got a, a special little thing here for uh, Brenda, and um, I thought maybe it might make her feel more at home during uh, the Christmas time because all the songs are always about it being cold and whatnot. So uh, you know, let's get Brenda a little. Let's have some. This is for all my Australian folk out there. <laughs> Dashing through the bush in a rusty holden ute, kicking up the dust, esky in the boot, Kelpie by my side, singing Christmas songs. It's summertime and I am in my singlet shorts and thongs. Oh, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Christmas in Australia on a scorching summer's day. Board. He is welcome too, all the family is there, sitting by the pool, Christmas day, the Aussie way, by the barbecue, oh, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way, Christmas in Australia on a scorching summer's day, Oh, what fun it is to ride in a rusty 
in Australia with the Webster Phenomenon, folks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, that song, uh, always give my props to the artist. That was Greg Champion and Colin Buchanan did that song. Um, is that a popular song over there, Brent? Oh, when, in, in, in fooling around, yes, it is. <laughs> it's a good okay. song. <laughs> well, I wanted to, to play uh, another song here that is kind of the polar opposite duet of Christmas songs. So let's listen to this one. <laughs> Merry Christmas. I really can't but stay. But baby, it's cold outside. I've got to go away. But wait. baby, it's cold outside. This evening is been hoping that you drop so in. Very nice. I'll hold your hands. They're just like My I mother am. will start to Beautiful, what's your And hurry? father will be pacing the Listen to the fireplace So roll. really I'd better scurry. Beautiful, please don't well, hurry. maybe just a half a drink Put more. Put the records on while I The pour. neighbors might say. Maybe it's bad out there. Hey, what's in the no tree? No camps to be had out there. I wish I knew Your how eyes are like starlight To now. break the spell I'll take your hand <gasps> Your hair looks I swell I ought to say no, no, Mind no, if I'm moving At closer. least I'm going to say that I tried What's the sense of hurting my pride? I really can't stay. Baby, don't hold out oh, Baby, but it's, it's cold outside But go. baby, it's cold outside. The answer but is no. Baby, it's cold outside. This welcome How is big. lucky that you dropped so it. So nice and warm. Look out the window at that My door. sister will be suspicious. Gosh, your lips look delicious. My brother will be there at the Waves door. Waves upon a tropical shore. My maiden aunt's mind is Ooh, vicious. your lips are Never such a blizzard before. I've got to get but home. But baby, you freeze out there. See, lend me a it's cold. It's up to your knees out there. You've really been great. I thrill when you touch my but hand. But don't you see? How can you do this thing to me? There's bound to be talk tomorrow. Think of my lifelong At sorrow. At least there will be plenty if you caught pneumonia and I died, really can't get stay. over that old doubt. Ooh, ah, baby, it's cold Oh, yeah. Merry Christmas, everybody. This is Patrick Webster Small with Brenda Scott and Kim Dahl on the Webster Phenomena this uh, Christmas Eve Eve here in the United States. And it's Christmas Eve in Australia already. Yes, it is. Man, so so Santa starts over there, obviously. Yep. I would think. <laughs> Santa starts there and then works his way. Works his way around. Man. <laughs> Yeah, you know that he stops time. I mean, it, he doesn't work in the same time realm that 
that we do. And man, I've never stopped, you know, believing in Santa. And uh, I just didn't. I people that said that there was no Santa Claus, I just didn't buy it. Um, there's a reason for everything, and there is a Santa Claus. Uh, it's not one that brings everybody presents and you know does that, but but is where Santa Claus is needed uh, during this time and during all times. Actually, it's the it's the good vibe, you know. It's the vibe that that helps each other, that all of that. So um, <clears throat> that was a couple cool tunes, and uh, I hope everybody is is in the festive mode um, remember out there on the roads just be cool remember it's Christmas uh, be cool to each other in the stores um, we're getting down to the wire here just just chill out man you guys you, you bought enough for everybody just now spend your time and and just chill um, I've got uh, I forgot to say that I'm going to read the night before Christmas and we're going to kind of end the show with that so uh, that's going to be here in a, in a few minutes um, but I'm, I want to go back to this trivia. This is really interesting stuff, actually. I'm finding it more interesting than I thought I would. Uh, the, I'm going to go into the Halloween mode, like a um, couple of Kim's trivia. And in <laughs> Poland, spiders or spider webs are common Christmas tree decorations because according to legend, a spider wove a blanket for baby Jesus. In fact, Polish people consider spiders to be symbols of goodness and prosperity at Christmas. Yep. That's, a, that's interesting. It's a good one. <laughs> yeah, spider, uh, a spider-woven blanket, man. Can you imagine how that feels? That spider must be silk. amazing. Yes, yeah, blanket. silky. <laughs> uh, what do you got, Brent? I'm going to throw one out. Okay, so... Um, uh, well, your president, Teddy Roosevelt. Oh, hello, Kimmy's pup. Uh, president oh, Teddy Roosevelt. I thought that was like the choir singing or something all of a sudden. <laughs> it sounded like, oh. That was awesome. No, so in 1901, Teddy Roosevelt, who was a, a staunch environmentalist, actually banned Christmas trees in the White House. Oh, why? Yeah. Because he was an environmentalist, so he didn't want the forest destroyed, so he banned the Christmas trees. Boy, I'll bet you the loggers and stuff didn't like him. <laughs> Not much, probably. Really? Mm. Yeah. So, oh, and, I mean, and another yeah, one here. Sure. The, the, um, yeah, throw, throw out another one. Well, the um, from what I've found, the, the um, your official American Christmas tree is actually located in Kings Canyon Park in California. And it's a giant sequoia. Oh. It's the General Grant tree, which is recognised uh-huh. as your official Christmas tree. It's over 300 feet tall. And wow. um, it, was a, it was named the official Christmas tree in 1925. Wow. So it's, a, it's okay. a really big one. <laughs> okay, everybody, um, uh, Americans, we've got an official Christmas tree. There you yes, go. you do. The General Grant yeah. tree, appropriately named by Gen- for, for General Grant. <laughs> um, okay, okay, well, I was thinking we'll just do a field trip next Christmas to that, but I think we'll stick to Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I actually might have some family connections to that General Grant in, in a roundabout sort of way, but anyway. Um, oh, we need to hear about that on the next show. 
Uh, yeah, it's actually yeah. With, with someone who served under General Grant. So um, the oh. next one is, you know the song, The Twelve Days of Christmas? Well, if you collected all the gifts from the 12 days of Christmas, you would actually have 364 presents. I wanted 365. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> <laughs> you little baby. Yeah. And and oh, the man. official the official 12 days of Christmas are from December 25th to January the 6th. Which is uh, oh, in Orthodox. Well, it is because in the old calendar. So in the in the old Julian calendar versus the Gregorian calendar, um, that was actually yeah. the festive period. So uh, a lot of uh, European countries and a lot of Orthodox <coughs> religions actually stick with the old calendar. So their Christmas is actually in the beginning of so it's in around about the sixth or seventh of January. So their St. Nicholas or their Santa actually comes and gives gifts on the 6th of January. So he sticks with the old oh. calendar timing. It's a bit like Easter. The Orthodox religions have uh, the old calendar timing. That's why they're slightly out sometimes from the other Western um, Easter. So that's what that is. Okay. Um, here's one for, for, for that crosses the three of us here. So it says um, Canada was actually the first country to release a Christmas stamp in 1898. Um, Yay, Canada! Yay! Originally it was thought to be Austria, but then uh, they found that there was a Canadian stamp that bore the inscription of uh, Christmas um, 1898, and it was for the inauguration of the Imperial Penny Postage Rate. And next was us here in Australia. We had our first Christmas postage stamp, which was issued in 1957. And the U.S. had their first Christmas stamp released in 1962. All right. Yeah, so Canada was the first, and then U.S. was Canada the Canada <laughs> has the best Christmas spirit. That's just, yeah. that's obvious. <laughs> that's obvious. All right, uh, Kim, what do you have for trivia left in your bag? Um, I have, um, like, we have the Santa Claus Parade in Toronto, and it's usually shown worldwide on TV, and it um, started in 1913. Uh, Santa was pulled through the streets of Toronto, and, um, yeah, so it's over 100 Santa years Santa was, was pulled? I mean, everybody's. Was like dragged behind horses or what? Pulled on a sleigh? Uh, no, <laughs> no, the reindeer, of course. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I get yeah, it. but I'm sure you've seen it on TV. They always have it every year. They have a big Santa Claus parade. Right, uh, the Hollywood, uh, <laughs> the Hollywood Christmas parade. No, 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 Toronto, the Canadian one. <laughs> no, the Hollywood Christmas parade. No. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. You better watch out. I'll make your internet really choppy. Well, it is I choppy, will. so stop it. It is. It's choppy. <laughs> um, okay, so over here, uh, and especially if you live anywhere near L.A., 
yeah, on the L.A. stations, it was always a big deal to watch the uh, the Hollywood Christmas Parade because it was full of stars. And so, you know, because they all live right there, so they just jump in a car and cruise by everybody. And I'm not sure what happens now, but uh, it was pretty cool for a while. It was something to look forward to and see all the fake smiles and waves and stuff. Yeah, it's totally awesome. Um, all right, what else you got? What else you got, Kimba? Who, me? Ooh, I think that's... Okay, I'm going to give you one. Santa Claus is based on a real person, St. Nicholas of Mira, also known as Nikolaus, the wonder worker, Bishop St. Nicholas of Smyrna, and Nikolaus of Bari, who lived during the uh, 4th century, born in Patara in modern-day Turkey. He is the world's most popular non-biblical saint, and artists have portrayed him more often than any other saint except Mary. He is the patron saint of banking, pawnbroking, pirating, uh-oh, I feel something else coming on, butchery, <laughs> sa- <laughs> sailing, thievery, orphans, orphans, royalty, New York City, and oh yeah, did I mention uh, piracy? realize how much I love Pirates of the Caribbean? Oh, just a bit. Okay. I was just checking. <laughs> I was just checking. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I really like Pirates of the Caribbean. It, and the funny thing is my uh, kind of addiction to it, I, I'll have to say that I, when I need some background, something in my uh, space, I will dial up Netflix and put on Black Pearl. And I'll just start it, and it'll run through, and it'll be in the background. And I know it by heart. Uh, it's my connection to it is these beings, because in the sky I can see these ships. I can see the piratey type of ships. I we've gotten tons of pictures of beings with pirate hats on. They carry swords. They uh, look like they're ready for battle a lot. Um, they're they use the skull and bones a lot. They're very connected to this. Uh, pirates and these beings are are very connected. There's a there's a common theme in there, and I can't wait to show everybody. We're really going to work in 2017 on getting this uh, this documentary uh, to hit the ground and to start doing this groundbreaking work with this documentary. This is, this needs to happen. It's going to be the biggest documentary ever made because it's going to explain reality in a way that people can understand. And when they see it on the discovery channel for however many reruns it'll be on, it'll be on all the time because it's going to teach people what reality actually really is. And it's these beings, they're everywhere. 
And once you begin to see, you'll understand that. Uh, that's what we're here for. We're not holding anything back. We don't want anybody to not see. We take the crap and we take the, the props. I mean, it really doesn't matter what we receive from this. What matters is what we put out. It's all going to, we know that our, what's going to come back to us is going to be in uh, mainly in the afterlife. That's fine. That's where you spend most of your quote unquote time anyway. This experience here is for experience. Whatever it deals out to you, that's what you need. It just seems to be that's what it is. That's what it is. Um, all right. Uh, Merry Christmas. We were about an hour in. I said we were going to be about an hour show. I lie. It's going to be a little <laughs> bit longer than an hour. A little bit longer, everybody. Um, I'm going to have to throw out uh, another um, another uh, Christmas fact. Uh, some trivia. In Germany, uh, Heiligabend or Christmas Eve, is said to be a magical time when the pure in heart can hear animals talking. Little Dr. Doolittle there on Christmas Eve, huh? <laughs> so so listen up to your animals. Um, that's kind of weird because I had an incident, even though it's not Christmas Eve here, I had an incident tonight with uh, my buddy's dog and uh we kind of talked and everybody kind of was like, are you guys talking? Um, so it, that was pretty interesting, but it was through the mind. It was not verbally. Uh, it was through the mind. Um, okay. Let, let me see what else I got here. I know I've got some, some other things I want to tell you guys. Uh, 2017, we've got this discovery, this moon discovery. Oh my God. Brenda and Ken. Can we just get, can we just say, oh, my God. It's unbelievable. <laughs> oh, my oh. God. <laughs> oh, my God. It's really, you guys, um, when we uh, surface this discovery, um, the many people are going to scoff this. Many, many, many people. Because you have to be able to see. Brenda sees it. I see it. Kim sees it. A few other people that are seers see it that we've let to see this, what's going on with the moon. But most people will disregard it because they're so droned into thinking that the moon is one way when it's really something completely different. We're going to bring this. It's going to shock the world. We, we really should surface this in the, uh, in the documentary. We'll see. We'll see how we feel. We're still holding this one close. We haven't uh, thoroughly researched it. We need to take some more uh, photographs. In fact, we need to take about uh, two or 3,000 photographs and go through them so we can prove this to everybody. Uh, but 2017 is going to be huge for the Webster phenomena. We're going to break out of this uh, small-time uh, paranormal gig and because we're not, we don't represent the paranormal by any means. We don't represent the paranormal. This is why I don't get uh, invited to, or none of our hosts, none of us get invited to the spaced out radio stuff because we're not, uh, we're not that species. We are researchers and discoverers. It's completely different. 
the paranormal game is is to keep everything in a speculative area so you can continue doing what you're doing because once you find and and if you get concrete evidence yeah but there's never that concrete evidence like we have over and over and over we just keep putting it out there so uh, we are ready to take that step above uh, to get me on tour to get all three of us on tour uh, speaking uh, separately and together we really need to get out there and hit the pavement and get this thing rolling so at some point we're going to start a fundraiser we really need everybody's help I mean this is serious stuff man you're helping humanity wake up so um when it comes time, we expect you guys to support this, and we're going to raise, oh, I don't know, a couple hundred, three hundred thousand dollars for this documentary, and everybody's name will be at the end of it, um, and probably those people will be the ones that will receive the uh, a part of the Nobel Prize that'll be given for the people that brought this to humanity. Um, that's no BS. So, I think we've had enough of this trivia. Do you guys think, or do you have anything else that's this big? No, I've got about another 10, but you can choose what you want. <laughs> well, um, let's see. Did you know this, that every year post offices across America, Canada, and other parts of the world are flooded with letters from kids addressed to, to Santa Claus? Well, the Canadian post office received so many that some postal workers started answering the letters. As the demand increased, the Postal Service set up a special zip code for Santa as part of their annual Santa Letter Writing Program Literacy Initiative. The zip code? Kim, what's the zip code for Santa? Ho, ho, ho. She knows it. (laughs) Actually, you know what? I know a lady... A lady in the post office that so she passed over now, but uh, she told me so many, so many stories that because she would an- actually answer these uh, letters to some of the kids, and uh, yeah, some of them were pretty sad. But um, yeah, you so actually she wow. was on. Go on. <laughs> no, it's just it. Like she had some quite interesting ones, like you know when some of the kids that had absolutely nothing and the stuff that they would ask for and whatnot. She said there was many times she shed a tear as she answered them back. So um, it was quite wow. interesting. It was nice to know that she took the time to do this for kids. Yep, and she got to go to the other side. Now she's just she's loving her her true home. That's yep. awesome. Well, here's to here's to that lady. Uh, mm-hmm. Who uh, who did that for kids? That's a step out. That's that's a step um, you know forward when you don't have to. That's a big deal. That's right. Um, that's awesome, and I'm glad you knew that. That was sweet, Bren. Give us a couple more. <laughs> Fire away. Okay. Well, I was just going to say you actually have something very similar in the United States. Um, you actually have three towns actually named Santa Claus there in the states. One's in Georgia. One's in Arizona and one in Indiana. Now, any mail that is addressed to Santa Claus in the USA is redirected to the post office of Santa Claus, Indiana, where the postal workers actually answer the letters that are addressed to Santa. Oh. Yeah. 
That's the one okay. in Indiana. They the postal workers there actually answer the postal workers and the management actually answer the letters um, for wow. those children. And yes, and that's from all over the state. So anything that that always goes there. Um, what else do I have? All right, give us. I have a couple more. Um, that Christmas carols were not sung in church until they were introduced by Saint Francis of Assisi in the 13th century. Oh, so did he write them or were they already written? I wonder. Well, they would have been uh, religious hymns, so I'd say they were already written, but they weren't sung in church. So where would they sing religious hymns then? Well, wherever they were, probably. Maybe they were just, I mean, unless they were, I don't know, they just, just said they weren't. Done there. While you're sitting on the sitting on the box. <laughs> well, why not? <laughs> Good place for thinking. Only uh, there, everybody. <laughs> only there. You can't sing it in church. Only <laughs> while you're on the pot. Um, what else have I got? Yeah. Oh, Jingle That's Bells like was Burger the Meister, first. Burger Meister, Meister Burger. <laughs> Jingle Bells was actually the first. Um, song that was broadcast from space when the Gemini 6 astronauts Tom Stafford and Wally Shearer sang it on the 16th of December 1965. Oh. Yeah. So Jingly Bell came through space. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. And what else have I got? Um, The first... (laughs) The first set of electric Christmas lights were actually put together in 1882 by a man named Edward H. Johnson. Um, Johnson was actually a friend of Thomas Edison and a partner in Edison's Illumination Company. And he actually strung together um, some red, white and blue lights. There was 80 of them that he strung together and wrapped around his own Christmas tree. Oh, Mr. Johnson. <laughs> oh, I love and your lights, Mr. Johnson. Mr. Okay, Johnson. So, yeah, um, well, here's another one. The Johnson. most lights on a Christmas tree. The record for the most lights simultaneously on a Christmas tree is 150,000. Oh, I can outdo that. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Stupid. 150,000 measly lights. Well, how about the most expensive Christmas tree? The most expensive Um, decked out Christmas tree? Let's guess. I think it's uh, I think it's um, $13,500. No, on the 7th of December 2002 in Tokyo, Japan, they had a Christmas tree that had 83 pieces of jewelry on it to the value of 16 million US dollars. Holy. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> bit of security around wow. the tree, would we see? Just a bit. Just a bit. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Man, yeah. you sure don't want to hear this when you're there. Hello, Poppy. It's like, oh boy, oh boy. All right. Um, I got a little bit more more for you. I got a couple more. Um, Okay. Did you know that reindeer, (laughs) reindeer, 
are the only type of deer where both female and male deers grow antlers and they shed their antlers in the winter. The, the males do. No, both of them. The males do. do. Yeah. It says both shed their <laughs> antlers in winter. Ooh, let's have some, we're going to have a trivia war. I put down my war card. <laughs> I say no. <laughs> so basically what, so what you're, you're saying, saying, saying is that... you're saying that females keep them? Yes. But I think you're right. I think you're right <laughs> that they do shed, that they all shed uh, their antlers. That's just the way it is. Yeah, they, they said they lose um, them in winter. Yeah. Yep, and then regrow them, and that's where they get that that antler velvet that's so that's uh, popular with bodybuilders now. Um, okay, so is that your dog, Kim? Yes, it must be. Sounds like. <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> I don't have one, oh, no, so it's not mine. <laughs> Hello, Mumpy. How you doing? Merry Christmas to the puppies. Let me compark more. <laughs> I know one of them's name is Felix. Hello, and Felix. That who's barking. <laughs> that Hello, who's barking. Felix. I have a Felix too, but he's a cat. Oh, Felix. <laughs> he's going to lay down on the uh, couch. <laughs> he's like, do I hear my name? What? Uh, all right, yeah, Bren, what else you got? Okay, so one more, one more for you. One more. One more. So the Viking king, uh, the Viking god Odin was the precursor to the modern-day Santa Claus. According to myth, Odin rode his flying horse Sleipner, who was the precursor to Santa's reindeer, who had eight legs. So Odin's horse had eight legs. In, in um, winter, Odin gave out both gifts and punishment, and the children would fill their boots or stockings with treats for Sleipner. So that's in Norse that's and awesome. um, Viking legend. Yeah. So Odin is Santa Claus. See, I'll buy that all day long. I'll buy that all day long. That was great. Um, thank you guys for the awesome trivia. That was really fun. Um, okay, everybody, uh, Merry Christmas. Get in the spirit. What we're going to do right now is we're going to listen to one more tune. We're going to come back. We're going to read the night before Christmas, so get your whoops on. Everybody go, go get some whoops and um, get your uh, – that's your jammies. And um, or whatever makes you comfortable, and some hot chocolate, or if you're in Australia, some uh, cold lemonade. A cold beer. <laughs> a cold beer. Get a cold beer. And then um, what we're going to do right now is we're going to get in the spirit. So we're bringing in the Christmas spirit right now. Welcome, Christmas spirit, to the Webster phenomena, and I'm sending the Christmas spirit out to each and every one of you.
to go gliding in the one horse sleigh. Giddy up, jingle horse, pick up your feet. Jingle up around the clock. And a mingle in the jingling feet. That's the jingle bell rock. Christmas. That's Bobby Helms and Jingle Bell Rock. Uh, welcome back, everybody. This is Patrick Webster Small and the Webster Phenomenon Special Edition, uh, the Christmas 2016 edition. I'm here with Kim Dahl in Canada and Brenda Scott in Australia. Uh, how you guys doing? Are you how are you faring through the show? Very good. <laughs> awesome. I just put a toss in my time. mouth. Now it's gonna. Yum, yum, yum. Stick to your taste, Jimmy. Yum, yum. All right, so <laughs> I thought right this now, would have been uh, done. <laughs> now there was a couple radio DJs uh, back in LA, and uh, they were their name was Mark and Brian. Uh, if you look them up, they were great. They did. They started to do Christmas shows. They they were together for 25 years. I can't say anything uh, bad about them. They're amazing, except for they stopped doing it. Uh, one day they just stopped, man, and I was I was I had to pull over. I was in tears that day that they stopped doing what they were doing because they were part of my life for so long, 25 years. Uh, and I was on actually performed with them uh, one, two, three times uh, on stage in front of a lot of people. Uh, once was at Disneyland. I played guitar with them and did a guitar solo, actually, kind of a Van Halen-y type solo. Uh, that was opening up the Roger rabbit ride. And then uh, they did Christmas shows and um, I did a skit on their show. And anyway, so uh, um, they, every year they would do a Christmas show and they would have somebody come on and read the, the night before Christmas. And that was something that uh, when my mom was alive, that that happened on Christmas or Christmas Eve, that was the thing. So that's why I'm doing this. It's kind of a shout-out to Mark and Brian. Miss you guys so much. It's unbelievable. Uh, there's nobody like you. There never will be, uh, ever. And uh, um, also a, a shout-out <laughs> to my mom, who's on the other side. And thank you for all the years that you instilled Christmas in me. And, uh, and my dad, too, but, you know, especially my mom. Um, she was the one who was there all the time. So, uh, that said, I'd like everybody to just just chill for a few, just take a deep breath, give a, a few seconds to um, a little tiny bit of time to uh, all the people that are on the other side, 
and just connecting with them right now. And knowing that these the two sides are very close together and they're coming closer and closer together and that we're going to see all the people who we've lost and we haven't lost, realized that death is not a loss, it's a gain for the person. So just uh, think about all the beautiful Christmases you've had. And a lot of times it's hard to bring in that emotion because it's hard to feel uh, in this, you know, society. But just let yourself feel for this next few minutes while I read this story to you. was the night before Christmas when all through the house not a creature was stirring not even a mouse the stockings were hung by the chimney with care in hopes that Saint Nicholas soon would be there the children were nestled all snug in their beds while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads and mama in her kerchief and I and my cap had just settled down for a long winter's nap. When out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, I sprang from the bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters and threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of the new fallen snow gave the luster of midday to the objects below. When what to my wondering eyes should appear but a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer. With a little old driver so lively and quick, I knew in a moment it must be St. Nick. More rapid than eagles, his courses they came, and he whistled and he shouted and he called them by name. Now Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer and Vixen, on Comet, on Cupid, on Donder and Blitzen to the top of the porch, to the top of the wall. Now dash away, dash away, dash away all. As dry leaves that before the wild hurricane fly, when they meet with an obstacle, they mount to the sky. So up to the housetop, the courses they flew with a sleigh full of toys and St. Nicholas too. And then in a twinkling, I heard on the roof the prancing and pawing of each little hoof. As I drew in my hand, I was turning around. Down the chimney, St. Nicholas came with a bound. He was dressed all in fur from his head to his foot. And his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. A bundle of toys he had flung on his back. And he looked like a peddler just opening his pack. His eyes, how they twinkled. His dimples, how merry. And his cheeks were like roses and his nose like a cherry. His droll little mouth was drawn up like a bow and the beard on his chin was as white as the snow. The stump of his pipe he held tight in his teeth and the smoke, it encircled his head like a wreath. He had a broad face and a little round belly that shook when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly. 
he was chubby and plump. He was a right jolly old elf, and I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself. And with a wink of his eye and a twist of his head, soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. He spoke not a word, but went straight to his work and filled all the stockings, then turned with a jerk. And laying his finger aside of his nose, he gave a nod, and up the chimney he rose. He sprang to his sleigh, to his team gave a whistle, and away they all flew like the down of a thistle. But I heard him exclaim, ere he drove out of sight, Happy Christmas to all! And to all a good night. There it is. Everybody take a sip of your hot chocolate. This is the Webster Phenomena. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to kind of step out a little bit right here, step out of the Christmas thing, because it's Friday night. I've always wanted to play this on Friday night. So I'm going to play this right now. We're going to kick some, some rock and roll country. This thing gets me going. Everybody get up and dance with this baby right here. Oh, baby.
I'm out of breath on that one. Jeez. All right. Well, uh, happy Christmas to all my listeners and uh, uh, to Brenda. Brenda, Merry you Christmas. there? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Brent. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas, Kim. Merry Christmas to you, too. All right. Well, um, I think we're going to we're going to end this baby up. What I'm going to do is I'm going to play my usual outro and then I'm going to play another song after that. So, if you guys want to hang out, just listen to some music, that's fine. Um it it's not great for my uh for my stats to to end it uh, in a way that it that people don't complete the podcast. You know what I think about stats? I don't care. Um I just want to give everybody the best show you can get and if you want to click out click out um but i'm going to play my usual uh theme song the carry on by kansas and uh uh, then i'm going to play something from the uh uh from the trans-siberian orchestra it's the christmas canaan it's like the christmas song so uh, i'm going to end with that but we're going to go ahead and go out so um uh Kim, anything you want to say to everybody or you want to give a shout out or anything like that for uh no, just wish holiday? everybody you no, know, just wish everybody a Merry Christmas and hope everybody is safe and um yeah, and they get what they want for Christmas. Woohoo! Yeah, everybody needs to get what they want. <laughs> everybody. Uh Brenda. Yeah, I'd just like to say uh Merry Christmas to everybody and for everybody just to um, you know, Check on your loved ones and any any anybody that you know, because some people are doing it hard at this time of the year. So really, put your heart out to these people, and and take them into your fold and take care of them. Just give them a call or a helping hand if you can, and enjoy your Christmas. Awesome, beautiful words from both of my my colleagues, and uh, I just like to thank both of you for uh, an amazing year, and uh, we. I don't even know how many shows we've got under our belt now. I think we're up in like 70 something. Um, I just want to uh, thank you guys for everything that you've put into the Webster phenomena and uh, for the future, because I know we have a lot ahead of us and a long way to go and everybody's ready to just, you know, put the boots on and do this. Uh, It's amazing. I know that the beings, uh, the ancients are very pleased with all three of us and all of our supporters who are always there, not talking, you know, they, they just, they, they grasp it, they get it, they listen, they understand the, the role of learning how to be a seer, a visionary, basically. Um, so I'd like to thank everybody out there who's supported us and, you know, our thousands of listeners who have uh, really been there for us when we've taken a hiatus and website crash and all that. Remember to go to the website, uh, the WebsterPhenomena.com. Um, you know, just maybe on, on Christmas or something, if, after you're done opening presents and stuff, just go there. I'll throw some new pictures up and uh, it'll be fun. So, all right, everyone, have a Merry Christmas. Uh, we'll uh, leave some cookies and milk out for Santa. Don't forget that. Um, Don't forget the reindeer. Oh, yeah. Don't forget the reindeer. Leave some reindeer reindeer. food. (laughs) Not not antler velvet. Whatever you do, don't leave. No, no, no. Carrots will do. (laughs) 
Merry Christmas <laughs> to everybody around the world and uh, be safe. And I'm just going to end with, and I think that all three of us are going to say it at the same time here. We're almost in 2017. So we're going to come up with some new stuff for you. We're going to be on a new, uh, a new server. So it won't be blog talk. Don't worry. I will send everybody the links. Uh, you'll still be able to get our show. It'll be much better. We're going to be able to put this together in a better way. Uh, everything's going to be produced with higher quality in 2017. And that's our goal. Uh, and we're giving it to humanity. So we're, we're showing the love, man. We're showing the love. And we're going to say this all together on three, okay? You guys ready? One, yep. two, three. Be a good mm-hmm. human. Mm-hmm. Get me on the Yeah.